We are live from the great state of Tennessee, the birthplace of Tina Turner, Megan Fox, and Morgan Freeman. I'm your host, Patrick Simpson, and this is Paranoid, the podcast where we break down conspiracy theories and separate fact from fiction. So I'm kind of going to jump straight into it today. Got a lot going on, a really good interview at the end of this. Um, So I'm just going to talk a little bit about what's been going on in the news this week. Um, the big story, which tons of people have tagged me in and I've read different articles, but basically we find out that the Pentagon UFO unit is going to publicly release some findings after an ex-official says, quote, off-world vehicle is found. And we've seen this, I think it was about March, maybe April. We saw the Air Force post, you know, videos, you know, you can't really see what's going on. But they confirmed it is a UFO. And like I said, UFO doesn't mean aliens necessarily. It just means it's a flying object and they don't really know what it is and they don't have an explanation for it. So we've seen this already once, but there's been people in the Senate, um, people, you know, some well-known people such as like Marco Rubio from Florida. They've been urging the Pentagon, you know. If you have any more information on UFOs, you know, it is your duty as an American citizen, you know, to let everybody else know what you know. So we find out this week, don't know exactly when, but sometime soon, the Pentagon is supposed to be releasing more, I guess, footage and things that they've seen from UFOs. And like I said, though they can't identify them, we've seen that there's certain characteristics as far as like you know they're making like sharp right turns and they're moving at a speed that other vehicles you know airborne vehicles can't make it's like so the explanation you know as far as weather balloons and a jet and all that stuff you know they've basically been crossed out they don't know what it is you know depending on what kind of conspiracy theories you are maybe you think they do know what it is and they're just not telling us but I talked about this in the, my very first episode. Um, eventually, it's going to get to the point, I think, where they're going to slowly trickle out more information. It's hard to really know you know, what exactly they truly do know, but there we do know that there is stuff that they haven't told us. And it may not be you know, anything crazy as far as like actual contact with aliens or anything like that could just be okay well we've seen this object like super up close and it's definitely like not any kind of technology we've seen even something like that you know is still you know important if they do know it so thankfully there are people in the senate you know regardless of their political party you know this isn't really a political issue you know the government knows more than they're leading on then we should know so this is actually you know if you're someone like me you're really excited, you know, whenever they do release these videos, you're going to be like zooming in and looking for all kind of different things. But one thing I can say is that I know I'm not crazy. You know, as you'll find out as we talked um, with the colonel in my interview, there's a lot of just absolute madness out there. And there's a lot of podcasts that I like that are really good, but sometimes they do go a little too far. And, you know, I hear, I see people tell me about all kind of different conspiracies, but in order for it, honestly, to be on my podcast, I have to have some sort of, not necessarily belief, but 
some sort of realm that it could be possible. You know, like I said, there's extremists in any sort of the world, you know, mainly in politics, but in conspiracies, you got, you know, if you are on Twitter, you know, the, the group, you know, QAnon has been banned from Twitter. And, you know, they have some pretty extreme rhetoric on a lot of stuff. And then there's the other side, obviously, that doesn't believe there's any kind of conspiracies. So I pretty much fall in the middle. So if you're looking for someone that believes that the president is a lizard or anything crazy like that, I'm honestly not the podcast for you. But I do believe that aliens exist. I believe that sometime, maybe a long time in our you know, past, you know, they've been down here in contact with some humans. I do believe that. And I'm going to, you know, always try to dig and find that. And like I said, I'm going to do my duty, you know, to, I can't say that they're facts, but anything that I talk about, there will be a link for it. And not just like a Reddit link or some random screenshot. It'll be actual legitimate links. You know, I feel like I owe that to people, you know, and like I said, that's the main topic of my interview today. Um, as you'll hear, um, Colonel Alexander, he has been a pioneer in the UFO realm for over 50 years. And his big thing is, you know, he doesn't call himself conspiracy theorist. You know, he is a fact-based person. You know, he just doesn't believe every single crazy thing that you hear. You know, he looks into it, researches it, and that's honestly how I try to model myself. So like I said, if you're looking for just some crazy, just out of the ordinary types of conspiracy theories, I'm probably not your guy. Now you can still keep listening. I hope you keep listening. But I'm here, you know, to give you, you know, we're gonna have some fun. You know, we'll talk about other stuff. But when I comes down to actually, you know, saying what I believe or what might be true, you know, it's gonna be somewhat fact-based or somewhere you can actually find it that's not just Reddit. And like I said, hopefully y'all appreciate that. And, you know, we don't really know how long this podcast will go on, but maybe the day that we actually confirm the, you know, the existence of aliens or extraterrestrial or something that's not from Earth, hopefully this podcast is still going on because I promise you that episode is going to be insane. Maybe a year, shooting five years. Tomorrow, I don't know, but I do believe that that day is coming uh, where we will find out 100% for a fact that there is extraterrestrial life. Now, whether we actually see it, like they're down here talking to us, I don't know. That would be nice. But I do believe whether it's contact through space shuttles or something, we will in our lifetime confirm the existence of extraterrestrial life. So hopefully, you know, you ride with me on this journey, you know. As more information comes with the news and, you know, whatever the Pentagon releases, I'm going to be right here to talk to you about it. You know, I'm going to try to, you know, get better at posting links on my Twitter. I have my Instagram page coming very, very soon. It's actually already ready, but I just haven't been very active on it. So I just want you to know, you know, I can't say I'm the best podcaster because I'm definitely not, but I will do my absolute best to make sure that the stuff that you hear from me has some sort of logical reasoning to it. So with that being said, um, we're going to go ahead and jump into our interview today, which I'm really excited about. So hopefully you enjoy it. 
I'm honored today to have on the show retired Colonel John B. Alexander. He's been a pioneer for research in the UFOs and paranormal events spanning over 50 years, including Project Stargate. He received National Award for Volunteerism from President Ronald Reagan in 1987 and multiple Aerospace Laureate Awards in the early 90s. After the military, he dedicated time and research into non-lethal warfare methods and exploring more into separating fact from just conspiracy. He's written six books, with the most recent one being Reality Denied, First-Hand Experiences with Things That Can't Happen But Did. How, how are you doing today, Colonel? Not pretty good, and you? Um, I'm doing well. Um, like I said, thank you again for coming on. I know I appreciate it, and I know my listeners really will, too. So um, I just wanted uh, to start off, just wanted to discuss a little bit about your life before the military. Um, I know early in your career, when you were stationed in Hawaii, you had did some research on the city of Atlantis. So I assume you had questions about, you know, unexplained UFO paranormal activity prior to being in the military. Um, so I was just curious, how early in your life, you know, did you start wondering about things that just weren't, didn't make any weren't it making any sense. Interested, uh, I think I gave my first broadcast on uh, UFOs in 1947. Oh, okay. So, um, was it? Was there? Do you remember like when it first started? Was it something you had read or seen that? Uh, well, if you remember, 47 was when it had just hit National Prominence. It was just after. Um, Articles on Roswell and explanations and whatnot, but like I say, it was just becoming a popular item at that time. Yeah. And was this something? Um, was it something that you had discussed with like friends and family? Was were they into it too, or were you kind of you know that one friend that kind of questioned no, everything? No, it, it just uh, I was the oldest uh, and. Um, no, this, this item of interest has caught my attention. Okay. And um, like uh, most of my listeners know, um, you were involved in the Stargate project along with some other military-related research. Were these things that you personally volunteered for, or did they come and find you because they knew you had knowledge in these things? I had written an article in the Military Review when I was at Command General Staff College called the New Metal Battlefield, and um, didn't raise much in the Army. It was interesting because I did it kind of as a lark. I had a lot of time on my hands. Um, what I did not anticipate is that the editor, uh, as it turns out, had a near-death experience and therefore made it the cover uh, article. But it really didn't pick up steam until Jack Anderson uh, in the Washington Post and his syndicated column came out about the voodoo warriors in, in the Pentagon. Oh, okay. And while you were in the military, did you meet many people that kind of thought like you? Or like, or was it more similar to when you were younger? Um, did you be um, you're more being kind of an outlier? A lot of both. We know that a substantial number of people have had near-death experiences. Uh, and of course, many have had psychic experiences of a whole wide range. Um, 
But you have the, the flip side, uh, because it can't be, therefore it isn't. Uh, and then you have, have those that say, well, you can do that, but uh, it's the work of the devil. People that listen to my podcast, they know, which we don't know, is the myth of the Majestic 12. Um, I did some research and you found that there was no specific program that was created to research UFOs. And I was just curious, as of 2020, do you still believe that in regards to since then, there still has not been any like actual programs straight to do with UFOs? I had his program in 2005, and uh, what New York Times is just reporting this week, uh, which I know is accurate, is that uh, naval intelligence, at least, is at least keeping track of these things, uh, much active uh, research they're doing, but they're uh, finally admitting that uh, they have data on it. Okay. Back in with the last month, it's been announced that uh, it was in the uh, budget. They uh, put in language that requires reporting. Uh, you have a few congressmen uh, like Marco Rubio who have picked up the cause a bit and said, "At least we want to find out what uh, what they know as much as can be released." Okay. Um, that actually almost answers my next question I had. I, um, from what you've seen and looked into, because um, a lot of people, you know, mainly, you know, just people that are with all kind of different thoughts, think that, you know, the government just knows everything and that they're hiding it from us, which um, I personally don't think is the case. Um, as do you think there are people in the military that know um, that know as, as that know a whole bunch, or is that more just people just kind of being skeptical? Uh, and the problem regarding secrecy has more keeping hidden what they don't know. Because I do think that it's just like um, those of us who study this for a long time that um, you do not have good answers. DOD uh, does not like to get asked questions that they don't know the answer to. Uh, so it's a bit a bit of an embarrassment. Don't think it should be, but uh, it, that is the way it is. And what we've learned from all of the services for a long time that reporting uh, UFOs is not career-enhancing. And so most people avoided it, did not want to get labeled as kooks or nuts and uh, potentially lose security clearances and things that ha- hasn't happened, but it was, uh, I think, a legitimate fear. I can see that. Um, so you personally, um, you personally, do you, um, I guess you would not agree with that as far as, you know, they don't say things, so they don't know the answers, and I guess they're too... Oh, I'm, I'm 100% sure they don't have the answer. Oh, Okay. So, but do you think that they, I guess, personally, do you think they should come out and say that? Um, I know that they probably never would, you know, because that's just how they operate. But do you think it would um, even matter? Well, they're not going to do it. It, it, it would, it's like most of these things. And right now we're in the post-truth world across the board anyway. And so, uh, yeah, uh, I, I understand 
reason that I think there are legitimate things to be classified, uh, and that has to do with the sensor systems and uh, what are the operational parameters of those, as opposed to, you know, we've seen weird things and uh, can't handle it, uh, but we've seen for at, at least six, seven decades things that were flying at phenomenal speed, making IG, i.e. Right, right angle turns that no human could survive under normal conditions, uh, rapid acceleration, things going from very slow to just zipping off, um, kind of always be there and know they're not Russian or Chinese or any other uh, development here on Earth. And, and part of the problem is, well, actually, UFOs themselves have been seen for millennia. So. Okay, then that actually um, leads into my next question, because um, obviously over, throughout the Internet, there's a bunch of different beliefs on what exactly is a UFO as far as is it are they unmanned aircraft? Are there something, people, some kind of species in there um, through your time of researching, digging? Um, have you seen any sort of educated consensus on what uh, quote UFO might actually be? Well, there isn't. Um, the problem is at the most fundamental level. That is, what do you mean by a UFO? I have little tiny balls of light that float around, sometimes in buildings or, or whatever. I've got craft, uh, hard craft, uh, a mile or two across, and thousands and thousands of variations in between. And the variations are a problem. So. Which UFOs are you talking about? And frankly, it's, there's just too many to be a, and I come down against the ETH or extraterrestrial hypothesis because it's too simple and does not answer all of the observations that have been seen. Okay. That, that, that actually makes a lot of sense because um, from what I've seen, yeah, you'll see small little beams or small little lights looks like fireworks and people basically try to compare those to actual you know more more what you're talking about seeing um objects you know do a right turn or move at a certain speed seems like they've all kind of been conjoined together which i guess is kind of making it hard to, um for us to come to a one consensus because you know there probably is more than one answer um which is what I noticed on your website. Um, we talked about this last week um, when you said on your website, you have little use for conspiracy theorists who take in everything without questioning. And that really intrigued me because, you know, I before I read that, I always called myself a conspiracy theorist, not realizing, you know, that we might be people like me might be diluting the message of, you know, people like that have knowledge and re that have researched things like yourself. So personally, how do you separate quote conspiracy theorists from people like yourself that are actually legitimately trying to come to a real conclusion well <laughs> the classic quote is uh, you, you know just because you're paranoid doesn't mean they're not out to get you uh, <laughs> so there, there are come conspiracies, you have to think you get one that are real, but there are many, many more that are just totally crazy. 
and the political arena now you got QAnon and uh, just a, a host of uh, conspiracies. Um, the problem, in fact, my one of my first slides that I use in every presentation says if if you're going to get involved in those studies of UFOs or phenomena, you need three things. First is you better have some thick skin because you are going to be attacked. I don't care what your position is, and somebody's going to attack it. The second is you better have a day job uh, or be independently wealthy because you're not going to make a lot of money at it. And the third is you must understand conspiracy theory because if you uh, um, believe or don't believe that there's a cover-up, then you're automatically part of it. So conspiracy theories are just um, endemic in the whole set of UFOs. Okay. And I'm glad... Um... Seventy percent. Well, no, there's a couple of interesting polls. Seventy percent of Americans think, like what you discussed earlier, that uh, U.S. U.S. government has the answer, hiding it. Uh, when you get down to uh, well, the interesting poll with those, you know, what do you mean about inter interaction? We haven't talked about abductions or whatever. But on a global poll, they had 20% of the people not only believe that ET is real, but that they're here and walking among us. That's interesting that you brought up uh, the QAnon because that's really um, most of my followers. Um, we, we talk about these issues on Twitter and um, Twitter just um, made a big ban against any kind of like those kind of accounts. Um, do, do you, um, I'm assuming you find those accounts kind of frustrating. Cause like I said, they, um, from what I've seen, all these, you know, conspiracy theorists and legitimate people, QAnon, they all get kind of bunched into one group. So, you know, where, you know, someone that doesn't know that you've actually done your research, you know, they just hear that, you know, you believe, you know, something to do with UFOs, you know, they automatically lump you in with those other type of people. Does that bother you at all or no? Well, what it is is destroying the country. It's uh, you know gotten out out of hand. Uh, obviously, the problem with uh, social media, and yeah, I, I use it uh, sometimes, but is that uh, it's totally unfettered and unbound by facts. And like I said, we're already in the post-truth world. Unfortunately now that starts uh, at the top of the U.S. government and uh, agencies that you used to be able to rely on. And, and here's the real problem with these. You get these wild conspiracies of it. And that uh, it is quite harmful. Um, and you're seeing that uh, with the things in, uh, I'll give you a specific example. I was talking to a friend the other day about the potential for uh, getting vaccines. And there's a substantial number of people who are out there saying, oh, this is uh, run by Gates, and it's going to be in there to part, you know, depopulate the world. I mean, just legitimately crazy stuff. But, you know, with the number of people believing these things, 
uh, unfortunately, it uh, weighs in. And under our political system, uh, their vote is as strong as yours or mine. So, uh, as you so, um, as I, I, that's funny you say that also because we, we um, me and my friend, we conducted a poll about the vaccine, and it was it was like regardless of any kind of affiliation, Democrat, Republican, it was a pretty high percentage of people that um, don't want any part of the vaccine because yeah, all just so many different conspiracies, you know, mainly the Bill Gates and the depopulation. So the thing is, yeah, with those QAnon people or, you know, similar, I've seen others that um, I don't think maybe they realized or maybe they probably do now just how dangerous they can be because a lot of people really do. I mean, I've seen all kind of different crazy stuff when it's come to this coronavirus thing and people are really really starting to believe it like i said i'm sure that you know as someone who the problem is it impacts on the real world and some number of people are going to die because of that and yet there's no accountability so that's true um and like i said that's really um, a lot of people i are that are in my podcast community are really big on Reddit, which is also just a lot of really bad stuff. So um, I was just curious for people that are listening right now, um, they want to be informed. But like I said, there's just so much bad information out there. What what advice would you give to them to, you know, stay informed, but be able to separate, you know, from the bad stuff, the garbage that's out there? Well, caveat emptor. Uh, you fire, beware. Um, if, if it sounds if it sounds too crazy, it probably is. Having said that, I have personally seen things that uh, would would normally fall into the crazy category. You can't do that, but it has to be grounded in uh, uh, physical reality. You're obviously able to separate fact from fiction. Do you personally ever like browse those kind of sites like Reddit or whatever? Or do you just completely just not even look into what is other people are saying? It really so much comes to me that, uh, and I will, you know, periodically take some of them and go, okay, I've, you know, Google. It's not a great source, but actually you do find a, a lot, there is a fair amount of information. You got to sort out which is which and what what the sources are. Uh, but uh, and one of the problems is just a, purely the amount of time that's available to you know deal with these things. And uh, I, I will plead guilty to tweaking people every once in a while. You know, Jack's so fatty, but uh, he was one of them that, uh, you know, I'll, I'll trust the tail just to see what uh, what comes out. Uh, but actually, I, I use those sites uh, more just for an understanding of the breadth of conspiracy theories that, that are out there. Okay. Um Kind of going back to a couple of questions ago, but still connected to the, um, as far as the government. Um, when when we get to that, like I said, we um, they may not know much now. 
um, as years go on and they gather more information and maybe maybe really do get legitimate information, do you think that they would, I guess a lot of people, you know, believe that, you know, even people that don't believe that they know when they believe that when the government finds out, they still won't tell us. Do you, what do you personally believe as far as when they get real legitimate information, do you think they would tell the American public or would they still, or would they kind of hold, hold back on it? Well, actually we discussed that. And as I said, in the Defense Authorization Act, there's no language that, uh, says they, they need to come forward with that. Now, whether it will happen or not it remains to be seen. But, you know, for the first time, they're seeing those photos, uh, videos that were released uh, from, you know, various naval uh, interactions with them. Uh, the Air Force has been much more reluctant, but I think it's finally saying, well, yeah, maybe some of this is, is real. Um, you know, how much will come forward? I really think that's personality dependent and, you know, the great institutional bias to protect itself and not look crazy. Uh, having said that, we pretty much come forward now and have sufficient data to say, no, you're not crazy. There really are hard crap that are uh, around that are doing things that we do not understand have the capability of doing. Um, so it's actually right now, I think at a transitional point, and we'll know in the next couple of years um, whether or not you know some of this more data are going to be released. Uh, and hopefully it will. In um, obviously you have extensive experience research, you know. Um, have you seen, um, as far, I guess, as far as what, because a lot of people believe that, which I personally, I would say this is false, so I guess you can confirm um, that this information goes through the president, as far as, you know, the president knows everything that's going on. Would you say it was... Well, that's, that's nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> no, the president does not know everything that's going on. Uh, in fact, um, Last night's uh, unidentified program, I saw him. They had a quick quote and said, "Yes, I was believe, uh, briefed on it, but no, I don't believe it." Uh, yeah, also, don't know what you can do. And most of this is personality dependent as to whether or not individuals are going to accept uh, the information. Part of the problem is we have a materialistic belief system. Uh, and also the whole America first uh, nonsense and you know, we're the best and greatest and control everything in the world, uh, which is certainly uh, not true. That I mentioned UFOs are a global phenomenon. This is not something that just happens here, obviously. So, um, uh, we'll, we'll, like I say, within the next year, we'll, hopefully we'll know more, and we'll certainly find out whether or not the various agencies are going to be more forthcoming. I think the change is that we're now making it permissible uh, for people to report these things without being uh, adjudicated as mentally deficient. 
From from and also going along with this, from what you've seen, has there been any sort of cooperation between countries? Like, for example, if um, Russia had maybe done some research, would they share that with America, or is everyone kind of doing their own thing and not sharing? Um, we have various. Uh, I think it's cooperation, limited cooperation, and you know between your traditional allies. Uh, that would certainly not be true uh, with, uh, say, Russia or Chinese sightings, although they, they certainly have them. Um, but I think it's too bad because, as I said, the global phenomenon is something that's affecting everybody. And the only way we're going to get there is a totally integrated uh, effort in which information is shared and uh, not uh, in the, the government thing is I think we need to get it into the uh, academic arena and uh, regular research facilities that are much better equipped to address these issues. Do you think that will, ha you think that's something that will happen or they kind of just are just going to no, stick to I mean, what they're doing? What I've said, the, the only solution is to do something like the Human Genome Project uh, on steroids. Oh, yeah. I, I have argued that uh, whatever we're looking at in these phenomena is more complex than cancer or AIDS. And of course, one of the problems is when you get into funding in this area, it's, it's minuscule. Now, you got to remember also from the DOD perspective, been at war for the last two decades. And so when you look at allocation of resources, um, it's certainly going to be, you know, based on priorities, and, and this just cannot be a very high priority. All right. Um, like I said in the beginning, um, you have six books, you have tons of, you know, interviews and research that I've seen on YouTube. Um, do you have any specific social media or blogs that my followers can, you know, keep up, keep track with you on? No, I have a website that's woefully out of date. We need to do that. And, uh, most of my writing now is in the very political arena. And, um, <clears throat> No, but uh, a pretty good synopsis, though, is in the book that you mentioned. Well, the first is an earlier one is still available, UFOs, Myths, Conspiracies, and Realities, that talks directly to these issues. But uh, that updated some, but it's, it's still pretty good data. And then more recently, Reality Denied. And I would mention that the... Um, uh, uh, the second chapter uh, in that is an incident with uh, Chris Bledsoe, who's a guy in North Carolina who had a phenomenal experience. And while I was there interviewing with him, uh, actually had my second ever UFO sighting. So that, all of that's discussed, as well as what first chapter, by the way, is Skinwalker Ranch. If that's of interest. 
Okay, that's great. Um, for those of you listening, I'm going to post links to all these um, at the end of my blog um, so that you can follow, you know, buy books, anything. Thank you again for coming on. I said now more than ever, it's important to have these conversations. I encourage everyone listening, you know, to check out his books, look them up on YouTube. I'll be tuning in for more of your research and hopefully we can speak again in the future. That is all I got for today. Really hope you enjoyed this interview. You know, I apologize for the audio. It wasn't the best quality. You know, I'm still young in podcasting, still trying to get this editing thing mixed, all figured out. But, you know, hopefully you're able to hear clearly enough. You know, the wealth of knowledge comes from Colonel Alexander. And, you know, hopefully you learned a little bit about, you know, just what's going on in the world and, you know, being a true, quote, conspiracy theorist and not just believing everything that's out there. I think that's something really important for us that actually take this seriously. And as always, if you enjoyed this episode or enjoy the podcast, please subscribe, leave a review. It's really, really helpful. It helps me get seen, helps us grow this community. You know, I want more people, you know, not just for my own well-being, but, you know, there's so much false information out there. You know, I hope to try to be that guy that, you know, can give you, you know, some real information and not just throw every crazy conspiracy out there for you. So, you know, there's a lot more coming. We're going to get back into, you know, participation, hopefully get some call-ins going in very soon, some big things coming. So we'll see you next week, next Monday, with a very new episode. My name is Patrick Simpson, and this is Paranoid.